Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, Nats Town. Breathe a sigh of relief. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports page and Doghouse on his way home from National Park. Apparently everyone outside of Nats Park is excited. Nationals 5-4 win tonight. Big game for the Nationals, Dave. Snap the four-game losing streak, but it was a close one. Uh, 3-3 tie after seven and a half. Ryan Zimmerman walks to start the eighth. Jason Worth double off of David Hernandez to left field to put runners on second, third with no one out. Ian Desmond grounds weekly to first for the first out of the frame, but Wilson Ramos comes through, two-run blooper to right field, 5-3 Nats at that point. They hold on for a 5-4 win offense in the first and then waited till the eighth inning to make it interesting, but the Nats finally come through and snap that losing streak. Yeah, horns up uh, all the way there. Ramos got just enough of it to get it uh, over the infield and uh, nestle it softly into the outfield and, and score those two runs. Um, it looked dicey there for a while. Um, you know, the, the, the ground ball by Desmond, uh, anybody that with, with any kind of speed could have scored from third base. It was kind of funny why the Nets didn't pinch run with, for Zimmerman there. Um, but Worth was able to come right behind him on the on the Ramos single. And I, I think everybody in Nats town needed this win tonight. The team, uh, the managers, the fans, uh, the, the associated media, I mean, just – um, you know the, the Nats had, had had been had been losing and struggling, and and there had been begun to have some backbiting and um, just uh, general ugliness on social media. So um, you know, thank goodness that uh, the Nats were able to pull this one out. Uh, Storin lights out nine pitches to get the eighth inning. Papelbon uh, recorded the final out himself. wasn't going to test another throw there in the ninth inning, and um, and, and got it done. So uh, huzzah, huzzah! The Nats have won. Uh, hopefully this uh, gets them kick-started and gets them on a winning streak. Doug, as I know you were in Nationals Park for the game, was there a sense of doom <laughs> dropping over Nationals Park when you and Al Escobar threw what should have been the third out of the game away there in the ninth inning? Uh, the, yes, yes. Doom is putting it mildly. And uh, although I'm sure <laughs> we'll get to it later, it was uh, nothing compared to the, the endless parade of walks each ball thrown by Max Scherzer also another nail in the coffin of doom that every one of us was projecting out there in the, in the stands. But, yeah, when, when Escobar sailed that throw, wow. It was, it was every, every bad throw Zimmerman ever made, now two Zimmerman. <laughs> I, I don't know if that qualifies as irony or if that's just a funny coincidence. I think it's just a funny coincidence. But, wow. Yeah, doom, doom certainly uh, – the app description. Dave Doghouse mentioned Max Scherzer on the mound tonight. Not his best outing, but pretty solid start from him. Two and three and six July starts with a 3-4 OERA, 3-3-9 FIP, 229, 258, 396 line against and 39 and two-thirds. 11 and eight on the year going into tonight. 
two 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 ERA, two three eight FIP, one point one four walks per nine. He ends up walking three tonight. Second straight start, he's done that. Ten point three two K per nine on the year, one ninety one, two twenty five, three eleven against. Hundred and fifty innings pitched already this season. Facing the D backs, he drafted him eleventh overall in two thousand six. Three scoreless to start. One out walk to Salta Lamaki on the fourth. Three uh, one after a double by Owings. Three to three. 40-pitch fourth inning up, gets him up to 81 pitches, but he stays around for six, 114 pitches total. Second three-walk game, as I mentioned, leaves with the score tied 3-3. Three to three. Looked like he was having a hard time out there on the mound. Uh, I asked Doghouse in a second about the weather there in the nation's capital because he looked like he was sweating a lot out there, but solid start by Scherzer, even though he wasn't at his best tonight. Yeah, he was fitzing. Uh, he was, he was uh, throwing a lot of walks, uh, not as sharp as he normally was. Um, managed nine strikeouts in six innings, so um, so you know the, the stuff was still there, but really looked like he was laboring, um, especially um, you know especially during that uh, that fourth inning when Arizona put a three spot up on him. I mean, he started off by, by walking the pitcher, a relief pitcher, as it is. Um, but uh, you know th- this is this is a case where you know you've got Trace on the mound and he gutted it out and um, you know gave them six solid innings, kept them in the ball game. Um, you got to wonder though if um, the number of innings and the number of high leverage innings uh, being associated with the, the no hitter and the one hitter and all the rest of this um, is finally catching up with Scherzer here a little bit in the August heat in DC. I'm trying to make sense of my notes here, Doghouse. It was a one out one out walk to David Peralta, then a Jake Lamb single, a Salta Lamaki single to drive in that walk, and then Chris Owings double to drive in the other two runs. Like I mentioned, he ended up throwing 40 pitches in that inning, was certainly laboring there. You were in that park. Is it a humid night as it looked like on there? Because Max Scherzer looked like he was kind of worn out there on the mound. Well, he, he certainly didn't seem to have as good control tonight. I mean, at any, at any point, he's pitching to, to Cole Mentor. He's going to leave that bat on his shoulder no matter what, and he made him throw six pitches to walk him. Uh, that was a little disconcerting. And it was It's a warm evening out here, but it's not – you know, it, it's nothing like the suit that, you know, we had here a couple of weeks ago. You know, it was 80s, a little muddy, but not not oppressive. You know, I, I don't think we can really blame this one on the weather. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll just have to bust out the cliches about Scherzer soldiering through and struggling to do it and not having his best stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, he was, he was reaching back and hitting 97 at, at a couple of points when he needed to. You know, I, I'm up high, so I, I couldn't see the, the movement on his off speed. But uh, the, the the lack of control tonight, I think, was was a little striking. As, as you mentioned, it's his second three pitch walk all or uh, three walk game all season, and uh, you know, it's it's a little disconcerting. But I'm not going to bust out the doom bat on uh, on Scherzer just yet. We'll we'll chalk this up to uh, to an off night and hope he comes back strong next time. Dave Patrick Corbin on the mound at the start, at least for the D-backs, returning from a year off following Tommy John surgery. Made his first start of the season on July 4th, 2-3 before tonight. 3-2-1 ERA, 4-0-9 FIP, 2-19, line against in five starts, 28 innings pitched. Matt Williams talked about all, after all the great starters they faced in recent weeks. Uh, it's not about who's pitching. It's all about hitting strikes, getting into hitters counts, and getting good pitches to hit. The Nationals jumped all over him early. UNL Escobar was a home run to start things off in the first, and the first at bat of the bottom of the first. Anthony Rendon singles, uh, Bryce Harper doubles to move Rendon around a third. 
Ryan Zimmerman, a single to drive Rendon in. Jason Wirth grounds into a force to bring Harper in. 3 nothing at that point. Looked like the thing, uh, Nationals were going to run away with it. They knocked uh, Corbin out after he was an inning in a third, but went silent after that. And D-backs were able to catch up with that 3-1 fourth and started to look doomy again for the Nationals at that point, even though they were able to knock the opposing starter out early. Yeah, it's mystifying. Uh, Corbin's got a little bit of talent, but you mentioned coming back from uh, from a long injury rehab. Uh, he had nothing at the start of tonight, whether he had a little bit of a tired arm um, in his progress from rehab, but everything was up. Everything was uh, center cut, so of course the Nets were going to tee off on it. But uh, Josh Kalmenter, um literally throws batting practice. I mean, he throws up there in the mid-80s, everything straight over the top. Um, it, it's shocking to me um, how Kalmenter, how A, still has a job in the big leagues that, that nobody just that people just don't completely tee off on him every time he comes up. Uh, but his 440 ERA after tonight's appearance should suggest that teams are teeing off on him, and the Nats just failed to failed to figure out how to do that. It's uh, um, it, it's just shocking that the Nats have a big inning in the first or second inning, and then the bats go completely silent again. It's uh, um, I don't know if, if science can measure uh, what's wrong with the Nationals' bats right now. <laughs> Corbin with one in the third, six hits, three earned runs, and then as you mentioned, Cole Mentor three and two thirds in relief. That over the top delivery, maybe the deception that he has, hasn't fooled too many other people. You mentioned his 4.40 ERA after the game, but definitely kept the Nats limited. One walk, one uh, hit over three and two thirds. Chasen comes on after that, two scoreless before the Nats finally get to David Hernandez. Doghouse ESPN uh, stats and info Twitter today. Uh, send out the following stats through June. The Nationals were third in the in NO and win percentage, third in runs per game, fourth in OPS. Since July, 13th winning percentage in the NL, 14th in runs scored per game, last in the NL and OPS. It's just a matter of the people they were running out there every day with Worth, Zimmerman, and Rendon out of the lineup. What do you think has gone wrong in the last two months to see it put out like that kind of shocking and puts all the lack of offense we've been talking about over the last two months into perspective? Well, it seems that the Nats have stopped hitting, and they need to start hitting again. <laughs> Analysis. So, you, Riz, you can send me my check for that awesome advice, and then I'll <laughs> – now, I, I – We've seen a lot of great performance uh, earlier in the season from people who were not expected to be starting every day. Uh, out of Robinson and, uh, and Espinoza, uh, Escobar's been a pleasant surprise. We've seen a lot of production out of these guys, and they tailed off a little bit after a, a, hard, uh, a hot start. They've been kind of up and down. You know, Harper, who's sort of been the, the, the engine in the first half, has cooled off a little bit, at least for him. Uh, I think it's sort of a, a natural cycle. You get hot, you cool off. You get hot, you cool off. The the league adjusts, you adjust back. And now we've got, you know, our, our heavy hitters, and I'm making quotes with my fingers as I say that, coming back off the DL and trying to get back back in, and pardon, pardon the pun, back into the swing of things. And we saw some flashes of that tonight. Uh, Worth comes through with a double. Uh, Zimmerman's showing a good batting eye. Worth had some good long at bats too. Uh, R- Rendon is certainly showing some uh, some potential for offensive output here. Uh, I think it's just a matter of getting at bats uh, and getting them back into midseason form, which uh, unfortunately may take a couple of weeks here. And we're well past midseason right now, so let's let's just hope that uh, we get back to 
solid hitting uh, <laughs> before uh, the Nats get too far behind. I will mention Keith Hernandez during that whole Met series kept on praising the at-bats the Nats were putting together, even though they weren't able to score more than five runs in the whole series. Another great at-bat by Worth, who put together a 13-pitch at-bat during that Mets series. A 12-pitch at-bat tonight didn't end up with a hit, but saw a lot of pitches, working on getting his timing back. I think that's the kind of at-bat that could really help him. But you know Escobar Day took some of the pressure off the Nats after they'd failed to score too much in the last couple weeks. Uh, home run in the first at-bat. That's his seventh home run of the game. In 100, he hit seven in 137 games, 529 plate appearances in 2014. Seventh tonight in his 94th game, 392nd plate appearance. If you didn't like the fact that Rizzo traded one year of Tyler Clifford for three of UNL Escobar this winter, it's hard not to like it now. 315 average on the year. I think he's one short extra base hit of what he did last year all over. Tied his home run from last year, as I mentioned already. We'll try to forgive that last error that made everything interesting in the ninth. But another impressive outing by UNL Escobar and adding to his impressive season with the Nationals. And and you have to give credit to Mike Rizzo um, on this. Uh, you know when they signed when when they when they traded for Escobar, there was a lot of talk about how he was hurt off and on last year, but wouldn't allow uh, them to take him out of the lineup. And um, obviously, he's had some uh, attitude problems in the past where um, he's been disciplined by his teams. But he's been nothing but a good soldier for the Nats this year. He has. Um, gallantly uh, accepted a switch first to second base and then to third base. Um, he's been he's been pretty good there uh, defensively tonight's throwing error notwithstanding. Um, just but but more than anything else with the bat, he's been more than what I think the Nats could have expected. Um, and, and it's a testament to Rizzo doing his due diligence, saying uh, finding out that yes, it really was these um, nagging back and hamstring injuries last year that was hurting his. Um, offensive production, and now that he's healthy, um, he's produced for the Nats all season long. Uh, it'll set up a really interesting scenario next year once they let Desmond walk. Um, they'll have Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner, uh, Escobar, um, how they sort the – obviously, the Turner slots into, into shortstop, but whether they leave Rendon at second, they put Escobar back over there, what they do uh, as far as that goes. Um, just fascinating questions to ponder um, once we get uh, past this season. Okay, I was just mentioning that infield again. Uh, Jim Bowden predicted earlier this season that Trey Turner would be the shortstop for, by August 1st. Mike Rizzo kind of shot that idea down. Jim Bowden is apparently wrong now. We're past August 1st. He's not the shortstop. He's wrong, but maybe he shouldn't be. Ian Desmond over four tonight, three Ks, a ground out in the second and third uh situation in the ninth there, no outs when he needed a run to come in in a 3-3 game, down to 2-14 on the year. I can understand maybe getting uh, Danny Espinosa in there if you don't want to bring up Trey Turner and start his clock going this early in the season. But he's tearing the ball up at AAA. He's putting up really good numbers with the Nationals' top minor league affiliate. Ian Desmond continues to struggle. Do you think they're just going to stick with him through the rest of the year like this, or do you think at some point they're going to go with another option at short? Desmond just continues to struggle the way he is. Well, Desmond's been teasing us with little flashes of getting hits and, and trips and drabs over the last couple of weeks. But I think if he continues to struggle, we're going to start seeing him sit sit down and uh, and see Espinosa over there. Uh, Jim Bowden, as you pointed out, was wrong and is always wrong, usually wrong at least. Uh, <laughs> and in this in this particular case, you know, it, it's appealing as a fan. You know, I, you know, call him up. Let's see Trey Turner. 
I, I highly doubt that the Nats will do that before September. And I'm not even sure it would be the right thing to do. You know, okay, he's ripping it up at AAA. You know who else ripped it up at AAA? Tyler Moore. Desmond. Uh, remind Dean me how many Desmond. home runs he hit today. Sorry, yeah. Uh, so I, I, let him let him spend the full season in in the minors, uh, except for the the September call up, uh, and let him come out uh, next spring, and we'll we'll see where where he is uh, in terms of his development. I think uh, right now Espinoza is a decent enough option for the Nats at short if uh, if Desmond can't figure it out by the end of the season. Uh, I think calling up Turner at this point is uh, is a panic move and potentially not even a constructive one. Dave, any possibility of the free t- Trey Turner movement coming through here? Or you think they're going to stick with what they have at the major league level and hope Des figures it out going forward? It's kind of tough to stick with him when you're competing for a division crown and you have your starting shortstop hitting 214 on the year. Well, as I mentioned to uh, to someone that follows me on Twitter and asked me about it earlier tonight, um, they're not even playing Danny Espinosa, so why would anyone think that they'd reach down to the minors to call up Trey Turner um, to, to replace Ian Desmond? I really think that, that they have a misguided sense of loyalty to a player that has already rejected a contract offer from them and is going to walk at the end of the year. I don't understand why they continue to run Ian Desmond out there, except for the idea that that Rizzo and, and Matt Williams actually believe at some point Desmond's going to turn it around. Um, we saw exactly four days' worth of production from Desmond after the All-Star break, and he's gone right back to sucking after that was over. I think he's three for his last 28 or whatever and, and has struck out 15 times. It's um, it, it, it's an automatic out. It, it's just he's it, – it's – frustrating to watch um, on a daily basis to watch him make unproductive outs. Uh, tonight, uh, um, the relay throw um, on the run that scored, you know, didn't even didn't even give Ramos a chance to drop it on a play at the plate by just throwing it up the first baseline. So um, it, it's just, it's tough to watch. I don't see any changes happening, um, although I think they should. Doghouse, I'm going to go back to you for one more because I feel bad for setting up us for, for us to end it on a bad note when the Nationals actually came through with a win here. So just go back really quickly. After Max Scherzer, Jansen, a, a seven-pitch, seventh-inning dominant outing by him. Drew Storen, nine-pitch, nine-strike, one-two-three inning from the angry setup man. Jonathan Papelbon comes out there. This is the one version of the A-10. I think we're going to see some different pitchers there in the 11th, but in High games, Nationals have a lead. This looks like with a setup going forward, whether it's uh, Jansen or Roark or someone else in that seventh, but dominant outing from the bullpen tonight. Yeah, and I'll have to say one of the one of the better yelled out comments that I, I heard from my section was uh, after that uh, uh, leadoff single in the ninth. Someone yelled, "Storin had three outs by now." <laughs> As you recall, it was that nine pitch single after Storin's dominant nine pitch outing. As I was walking back downstairs, someone else muttered something to the effect of, I'll bet he's imagining Rizzo's face in the glove whenever he pitches. Uh, I, I don't know if that's actually true, but I, I mentioned before, uh, Soren's pitching like someone trying to prove something right now, and I, I think he's certainly proving it. Dominant outing from Storen, dominant outing from the bullpen. Nationals hang on for a 5-4 win, 55-50 and 50 on the year. The Mets won two tonight, so they're still one game back in the NL East, but 
chance to change that tomorrow afternoon, uh, tomorrow in the third game of four at the D-backs. Matt's Nightly is sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. Talk to both of you guys tomorrow night after another win, hopefully. Go next. Free Trey Turner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.